Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, We're going to have a really great show today. You know, I keep bringing you concepts and ideas and franchises that is, is not your typical industry. And today is no different. So today we're going to be talking about vending machines. No, 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 no. We're not talking about your grandpa's vending machine. We're not talking about the vending machine down at the bus station. No, we're talking about a different type of vending machine. That, that industry has changed drastically. Uh, today, natural, um, today, the nature of snacking is evolving rapidly, especially as consumers are becoming increasingly more health conscious. You don't think of vending machine items being healthy. In a recent study by the vending people, they found that zero sugar drinks were the most popular choice in 2019, which was a 38.2% increase in sales. There was also an increase of, get this, 196% in sales of low-calorie snacks, vending customers are making more healthy choices today. And that's what we're talking about today. Today, our guest is Michaela Seeger. She is the VP of Sales with Naturals to Go. Naturals to Go it offers uh, cutting-edge vending machines which provides healthy snacks and drinks. In 2016, she became involved with Naturals to Go first as a customer. Today, she works closely with potential candidates, assisting them to launch into business ownership. Michaela, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Linda. Always great to talk to you. And I always just love spreading this message. Um, Our whole company is passionate about the vending industry. We really see it as a service business. Um, I will correct you on one thing. I've been with this for, I'm going on 11 years, so we're back before 2016. But Naturals Go was launched uh, by Ventec International, which is a vending co- business. And um, we've been promoting and helping people start a vending business for over 30 years, but the Naturals to Go brand was launched 10 years ago. So um, I, I was uh, your comment about um, the uh, increase in, in people looking for healthier options. When I first got into this, we used to talk a lot about what healthy vending was. People would be like, mm. what is it? But now people are looking for it. So it's really mm-hmm. changed. You're right, yeah. you're right on that. Yeah, definitely. You know, I remember when I was in corporate and that I left corporate in 2004, my options were salty peanuts or a Snickers bar or a bag of chips. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a lot. Right. There, there were no kind bars. Uh, there were no trail mixes. There was none of that in the vending machines. So um, tell me a little bit, Michaela, about your first experience with Naturals to Go. It, it indicates that you were first a customer. Tell me about that. 
Yeah, my husband and I were looking for something. We're, um, you know, grandparents to uh, 18 grandkids. That's some of them over the last 10 wow. years. But, uh, we just wanted more time. We wanted more. And the key thing, and it's the thing that I see across the board with our candidates, is those that wanted flexibility. So we were looking, my husband had some health issues, and we were looking for something to kind of get out of what he was doing, get more not so physical. And um, I I did have the benefit of knowing a sister company. So I kind of stumbled onto it because I knew, you know, a friend of a friend. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. uh, they were just launching this concept, and I got very excited about it. My background was that I had had done uh, webinars and had taught people how to do webinars uh, with doing some uh, Photoshop and, and, um, you know, promotional marketing type things. And, uh, and had done shows and had done business opportunities. I've always been involved in helping people or in, encouraging people to be entrepreneurial and start a business. It's something that is my passion. I just think mm-hmm. everybody ought to have a side gig or you know, take advantage of the tax benefits and all the things that you can do to make extra money. And, you know, we don't want to all have all our eggs in one basket. So um, we were looking for some other options, but we needed flexibility. And this just seemed like the perfect fit, and it turned out to be a life-changing experience because eventually um, – this all went online. If we go back uh, 10 years ago, not everybody did webinars and presentations, and we didn't have the technology online that we have now. So we, we really were the leader in developing and, and connecting with people over the Internet and sending the information and getting that to them, and, and I kind of fell into that. So we started out with a number of machines and just grew from there. My family got into it. We had a great experience with our sons. Um, who at the late age of 40 decided he wanted to go to medical school, but he needed to go back and work on his undergrad. So we got him a few machines that he could use, and we wanted to help him, and, you know, we didn't just want to have to give him money every month. So we got him three machines, and those helped support him through two years of getting um, up, upgrading his his degree when he um, – uh, got into medical school then, um, then those machines went to uh, one of my other kids and they built a, a route in Portland and then ended up selling that route when they moved to Arizona. So it's been a, uh, my sister and I bought a number of machines, my brother and I bought some machines. So it's been a great, it's, it was, I never expected it to evolve like it did, but the demand for the, the technology as much as the products has what's reshaped the vending industry because you don't have to haul around a lot of stuff. You really are ready and take exactly what you need to restock the machine. So it just makes it really simple that anybody can do the business. You, you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, have a big truck to, to haul products. You don't have to – so you really can use the technology and leverage that. And then because you can view the machines and track them online, you don't have to physically go to the machine. On a reg, you know, you can go when you need to go to restock the machines. So it's a right. simple business. It's simple to do. So that's what drew me to it and then got me interested in sharing it with other people, showing it to other people. And so, I, Michaela, I, I know uh, that this is yeah. I know this is not your typical franchise. So tell me a little bit. I know this is referred to as a business, uh, a business opportunity. Can you kind Correct. of share with our listeners what the difference is between a franchise and a business opportunity? Yeah, a franchise, and, and um, I'm not anti-franchise, so when I say this, don't, I don't want it to be taken that way, but a franchise has, you know, very a, a strict set of business uh, systems and that have been proven to work, and those cost money on an ongoing basis. Generally, a franchise um, advertises nationally um, and takes a piece of the sales, and, and you follow that system and you work within that system com- com- completely. 
with a business opportunity, it's more of we have a very similar in terms of support set up in the process, but we don't take any of the profits or anything because at the end of the day, it, and, and if you think about vending in terms of business, it doesn't make sense for us to take a percentage of the sales. I mean, we connect them to buy the products direct so they don't buy the products from us. Um, our ultimate goal is to get them to buy more machines. So we have set up and designed this as a business opportunity. We don't see that it, it works as a franchise where there's continuing fees and ongoing costs. So you've got the support of a franchise. You've got this, a system in place, but not with the franchise fees and ongoing costs. Uh, because once you get the business going, you really can manage that easily yourself. You don't need a national marketing campaign to put out 10 or 15 or 20 machines. You need to target your own specific area. So that doesn't make sense. So a business opportunity in the franchise business opportunity world has different set of rules and regulations. Um, so we have certain disclosures that we're required to give, and we follow all of those and register in all the states. So it's similar to a franchise, but without all the restrictions and the ongoing cost. So when it comes to, so someone decides, okay, Michaela, I think I want 10 machines. What, what do you, how do they place those machines? What kind of training do you help them with in, in launching their business? Well, let me, let me back up with that just a little bit. If somebody is listening and they go, wow, I, vending sounds like it might be something that could work for us. We have a very simple due diligence process. We have an online presentation that they watch, and that is, it's, you know, it's uh, very full of facts and figures and numbers to really give them an overview of the industry and the market and our MVP machine and why it's so important that, uh, in terms of being able to, the products that you want to sell and to be able to um, capture the largest return on investment per location. So once they, they've gone through that due diligence, what's the beauty of our program is it really is a turnkey program, is that we get the location form and we have a very, uh, you know, we've been doing this a long time and we know what it takes to get locations. But there's some, so we provide that. So we do some extensive marketing. We research companies in their area. We track down who's the deciding person, uh, who's the ultimate decision maker, because in every business it may be somebody different. It may be the human resources person who's responding to what the employees want. It may be the facility manager. It may be the facility owner. It may be the business owner. So you really have to pin that down. So once we've got that and we connect with them, and here's the thing, there's an enormous amount of vending machines out there that only take nickels, dimes, and quarters. Well, I don't know about you, but there's way more people that have a smartphone in their pocket or a credit or debit card or some kind of Apple Pay, Google Wallet, some form of payment than they have nickels, dimes, and quarters. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of market out there that we can really capture. So um, once we have those appointments, then our own professional, what we call our OSLs, on-site locators, they come into the market. So wherever you are, they come to you and they spend you know, week, 10 days, two weeks, whatever it takes to seek out the locations with the appointments that they already have. But the kind of unique thing that we've developed is that they're then able to kind of look around and go, oh, here's an opportunity across the street. Here's another opportunity. So that ultimately we can kind of cluster the machines together and really minimize drive time or, uh, you know, to service the machines. So our program includes the training, the support, and the, the top-level machine and the locating, and, and that's the number one concern your, your listeners are going to have. If I look at vending, where am I going to put these machines? Well, 
we've been, you know, we're the experts at that, and we'll, we're going to work directly with you to find the best locations in your market. And we've been extremely successful at that. And there's one kind of, um, you know, kind of a, what I call a tri, triangle thing that I want to explain. You know, we, we, everybody's concerned about the location. I want to get the location and the machine. Well, products is where you make your money. So, and like you said earlier, that market has exploded. There have been a lot of changes. And if you kind of think back, like you said, when you were in corporate and you, if you think of packaging in terms of Snickers, Doritos, bag of chips, and a can of Coke, that's what the vending machines needed to be able to, to dispense. But that market's changed. We now have square bottles of Fiji water. We now have, you know, all sizes and shapes of different products. But the healthy market has really gone in there and kind of reshaped the packaging uh, you've got a lot of glass bottles. You've got, I mean, I think that long-term, this is my personal view, but from what I'm seeing and what I see, I think single serving of plastic water bottles is going to ultimately go away to cartons and containers and reusable. Mm-hmm. I think you can see that market change mm-hmm. uh, just from the I- environment. And so you have to be able to dispense those different size of things. And then there's locations that want sandwiches or want, you know, packages. You know, there's all kinds of products out there now of, like, Pickles. You can you can buy a dill pickle out of a vending machine in a package. Mm-hmm. You can buy carrots and celery and all those things. So our machine we developed two years ago that we launched, the MVP, is designed specifically to be able to dispense the products that is going to get somebody into a top location. So you can't get the location unless you have a machine that can provide the products. Does that all make mm-hmm. sense? Absolutely, it does. And, you know, Michaela, in listening to this, it sounds like it would be a pretty quick setup. So if somebody's listening and they they are are in um, intrigued by this, how quickly could they get up and running? You know, it, it, it's it's a mixed bag. I mean, if I if we took ten of our customers, you'd see somebody that got up and going in you know a week or a couple of weeks once they made the decision, had been to training, got their machines out in two weeks. But you also have to remember, people have their lives and things. So they, what's the beauty of what Natural to Go provides is we really can fit it into what their schedule is. Some people get started and they kind of want to ease into it over a period of, you know, three, four, six months. Some people want to get going very quickly. So we're able to adapt to that. And, you know, think about it. Once you get a machine out, then you have to, because the key to this business, I mean, it's pretty simple, but you keep the machine clean, you keep it full, you take the money out, um, you keep it full by restocking it and you repeat. So once you have a machine out, then, and you still have, say you start with 10 machines, you put one machine out, you still have the other nine to put out, but you got to start servicing that one machine. So as mm-hmm. they add their machines, they want to, and, and there's some caveats to that, some variations. I mean, maybe there's a real good opportunity, but they've got uh, some, maybe they've got some reason that they don't want you to move in for 60 days or something. So mm-hmm. you look at each one of those situations and make it work. And, and again, I think the beauty of what Natural to Go has developed and what our fulfillment team is really experts at doing is helping people really accommodate what they're looking to do without overloading them and making the business um, too stressful to start. So it's a really mm-hmm. simple, easy business to start. Uh, but I've seen people get up and going very quickly, and I've seen people take six months, maybe even a year. You know, but yeah. the key is once they've got that first machine out, they are making money. They do have you know cash flow coming in. Right, right. What are some of the best spots? And I, and I know that that's kind of hard to say sometimes. But where do you see them doing especially well? You know, the number one place is a break room of a business where people are there for periods of time and are creatures of habit. So any kind of a 
you know, business office, a, uh, say a law office, a real estate office, where people are coming in, um, we're busy, we got a lot of things going, and you've got people that are, um, so uh, manufacturing, uh, places of business where people are there for periods of time, and they get to be creatures of habit. And the ideal situation is a location where you've got 20, 30, 40 people that every day at the same time take their breaks throughout, you know, as the day progresses, right. take their breaks, and they go to the machine and buy two or three items. or what, you know, They go every day and buy a bottle of water. They go every day and mm-hmm. buy their granola bar. They go every day and buy their snack. Um, and that's the ideal. However, schools are fantastic. Um, I always tell people, be careful what you ask for. If you get a school, it's a great location, but usually a lot of high volume, which is great. And so you may be filling those machines much more. But then, of course, you've got the summer that unless there's activities going on, you don't have much activity going on through the summer. A lot of our operators like that. They like that schedule to have that summer off and be really busy through the school year. Um, Mm -hmm. Fitness centers, um, it's really across the board. It's any place you've got cluster of people that are there for periods of time. And in this uh, time that we're having now, which is certainly unusual, um, we're seeing, we've seen an explosion in our uh, business in a lot of locations where people are there because they're not leaving and coming back. They're staying there through the day. And so the vending machine has become a very important part. I mean, if, if you think about it, you're in a work environment. The vending machine can be an important part of your, you know, energy supply through the, through the mm-hmm. day of the week, you know. So mm-hmm. um, having the right products for those that are uh, in the facility is really critical, and we really help our operators learn how to zone in on that and, and really capitalize on who has access to the machine so that they can maximize the machine with, without having, you know, 1,000 people. I mean, a, a good solid location is 50 to 100 people that are there on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. It, it also sounds like it would help with time management as well when, at work. Absolutely, absolutely, because, um, you know, and like I said, with what's going on now, people are coming to work and they're staying there. They're not leaving to go run, to, mm-hmm. you know, a few miles away to the convenience store. And, you know, we're all busy. We've got our kids and our families and everything that we're taking care of. And, you know, the busy moms and dads they tend to, that are going out to the work environment, they tend to take care of themselves last. So that vending machine becomes an important kind of thing to rely on. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of locations where our operators are selling sandwiches and fresh items. Um, we certainly recommend they get into that over time after they kind of get the business up and running. But um, like I said earlier, at the end of the day, it's a very simple business to understand. It's a simple business, and it can really fit into your life. Um, you know, if you talk to five of our operators, you'd hear five different kind of scenarios. Somebody that maybe has five or six machines, and that's all they want, and they're happy with that, and they like their job. But then you've got the person who's trying to transition out of their job and so they're trying to scale it up and then you've got the person who jumps in full-time with 2025 machines and really wants that flexibility wants a family and and doesn't want and wants to get out of the job or is looking for something full-time so it really um i will say one other thing when i got into this 10 years ago our our customer was pretty pretty set in somebody that was retired and wanted a little something to do but that has completely changed over the last five years i mean it's not unusual for us to have you know three or four 20-something-year-olds in our training class or, and mm-hmm. then somebody that's in their late 60s, you know, and everything in between because people want that side gig but that flexibility in doing that. They don't want to be locked into having to be someplace every day. So so the, so the person using the vending machine, the time management is, an, is a great feature, but, but the uh, more important is the person who's selling the machine, you're, uh, the, the vending machine operator, the, uh, is that they can really – 
manage their time because they know exactly when they need to go fill that machine. They can plan ahead. So they can yeah. plan all that. They can just fit it into their lives. They don't have to, um, you know, just stop everything and take care of the vending machines at a certain time. Yeah. They can really, you know, fit it in. Hotels right. are good locations, um, medical facilities. I mean, it really is, like I said, any place you've got people there for periods of time um, that, you know, are going to have, you know, need a little snack or a little hunger uh, spurt. Right, and wanna right, have something to, exactly. Well, Michaela, we're coming up to the commercial break. When we come up, could you give us some stories of maybe some um, some people that you've worked with that have gotten into the vending business with you? Absolutely. Look forward to it. Wonderful. Folks, we're going to be taking a real quick commercial break here, and we'll be back with more from Michaela Seeger. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. All Things Franchising is the radio show that you've been waiting for. Whether you're looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle by growing your business, allowing you to experience some of the fun things in life, or if you are looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, Linda Biastetos is your host on All Things Franchising where she interviews franchise experts from around the world. We feature top franchisers, franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, as well as others who support this fast-growing business model. Go to our Facebook and Twitter pages to listen to past shows and join the conversations on all things franchising. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising, and we're here today with Michaela Seeger. She is with Naturals to Go. So, Kayla, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you possibly had some stories you could share with us. Well, I, I thought of two right away. You know, we, you know, it's so interesting who's attracting this business. I think it is somebody who generally has some health, you know, health conscious concerns about, um, you know, just helping the world have better options. Um, you know, we all eat food. That's kind of one of the common denominators we have. And so uh, snacks and uh, beverages throughout the day are an important part. Uh, but we've really drawn a lot from the corporate world. I was thinking of Holly Spurlick and her husband out of Pennsylvania. Um, they started last year with 10 machines, have grown to 15. Um, and, you know, they've been very successful by just putting one foot in front of the other and working through and, and getting, you know, she talks about getting to know her, the, the business owners 
Um, I think that's one of the side benefits that we certainly found is you find businesses and friends and people that you get to know that you, because these are businesses that aren't on Main Street. I mean, you don't see these vending machines on Main Street. You see them in warehouses and in the industrial parks. So, you know, somebody like Holly and her husband Carl were able to leave the corporate world and start the business and grow it to support themselves and, and have the lifestyle because, again, that flexibility issue. Um, another story I would tell you is somebody like Michael Rayburn. He's a operator that we have that was in the U.S. Navy. Um, and I was so impressed with Michael because he just diligently planned this for the year before he retired. Um, and his, you know, he, he was, had been in the Navy for 20-plus uh, years and, really wanted to do something that he could involve his children and spend more time with his children because he'd been deployed a number of times. But this is a great business for, for veterans. Um, you know, veterans are used to following a system and really getting things done. And, and uh, so, um, and, and that's what, what we were looking for is that type of candidate. Michael's um, become, you know, we, we ultimately have recruited him part-time to help with some of our new operators because he's so efficient in, uh, on his business. I, I, one thing I would tell you, too, is, I think the reason our company is so successful is virtually everybody involved in our business uh, from, you know, the marketing side, the sales team, myself, my sales team, the fulfillment side, we all are involved in our own routes. So we know what it takes what, and what our operators need. So we've been, um, you know, so we look at things and things are developed um, not because, um, you know, for financial gains, but, be, but more so what does it do to help the customer? Because our model really is, if the customer is successful, then we're successful. So mm-hmm. um, we see a number of people. Uh, I would want to tell you one quick story about the whole COVID situation. Um, you know, we had a lot of schools, so, of course, those got shut down. But the offset of that is that a, number, a lot of our operators had a mix of schools and businesses and businesses that were essential, and those uh, increased in sales dramatically from what I was saying earlier about, you know, uh, they were coming to work and staying there. Um, another kind of blessing that we all felt was that um, uh, care centers, you know, care centers completely shut uh-huh. down. And uh, one of our operators had a call from a, a care center that said, hey, you know, think about this, but if their people are not coming, they're not coming and bringing cupcakes and cookies and snacks. So right. the uh, patients that the care centers were complaining, like, we, we don't have any snacks. We're not having so um, they asked if they could bring a vending machine in, and they worked out a, a um, you know, strategy for filling it in the evening when the patients were all in their rooms. But we put that out on our operator Facebook page, and so a lot of our operators were able to go out and find, uh, you know, reach out to their local care centers, and we had a lot of success with that through the last few months of kind of situation we've been in. So there's, it, it's always, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we eat. Uh, people want snacks and beverages, and being able to offer that service of good quality, better, uh, and better of mix. And I would say some of our operators, I'm sure, put some Coke and Snickers and Doritos in their machine. But uh-huh. that's one of the key things about our machine is that they're able to, there's enough versatility and enough options in the machine, enough, you know, real estate in the machine to put a good mix of it, but to lead with the healthy because that's what people want. So mm-hmm. uh, we've just it got hundreds like of operators who've done well. It sounds too, Michaela, that they can customize the selection for for Absolutely. the person that for whatever location it's at. So that's that's a great thing. You know, generally speaking, you don't. You know, in the old days, you got what they put in there. You know, but exactly, um, and this it's is great. It's a very key. That's a good point that you bring up because it's very key to the success of our operators. And the big thing that we promote is you have the ability to customize each machine. There's, there's what we call a planogram. A planogram is the menu of what's in your machines. 
and the online system allows them to manage each planogram. And so if somebody has 10 or 20 machines, I can almost tell you the same, they don't have two planograms alike because, like I said, if you're in a fitness center, you're probably going to have a lot of high, en high energy power bars, a lot of Gatorade, a lot of, you know, water, those kind of things that would be geared towards people that have just worked out. But if you're in a break room of a business, you're probably going to have more snacks and lunch type items and things that they can accommodate and eat more as a, as a small meal. So mm -hmm. you have to look at that mix. So being able to customize that and do that from their computer at home and manage that and then pull all that information from all their machines to do their inventory management is what makes the business so efficient and easy to operate. Right, right. It, so, it sounds really fascinating. If somebody's listening right now, Michaela, and they're thinking, you know, that might just be my side hustle. So how would they find out more about Naturals to Go and how would they contact you? Well, I'll give you my cell phone. You're happy to call me or text me if you want to set up a time, and I'll give you my email. But it's Michaela, and I'll spell it because um, people tend to not really want to be able to spell it right. But it's M-A-K-A-Y-L-A -A -A at naturals, and that's plural, N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S, the number 2, G-O, dot com. So Michaela at naturals to go. My cell phone is 208-699-9169, 208 699 um, It's better to text me and we can set up a time. I am on my phone a lot. I get a lot of calls. Um, I love what I do. I love to – and, you know, if this isn't for you, I've, I'm happy to direct some other things too But because I've been a, I'm just a real promoter, as you are, of people having a side gig or a side hustle to be out there. Yeah. You want to have more than one stream of income. And in today's world, uh, you don't want to be in the position to where you could lose your job or get furloughed or something and then be in such a tight financial position with your family. So I'm just such a promoter of that. So um, this is a great business to look at. Um, I do want to mention, uh, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the tax benefits of a 179 capital investment, let me know. I'll get you some information so you can look at that because this is a great business to return your investment substantially uh, with uh, utilizing the tax benefits of it. Very good. Um, Michaela, what is the website that they could visit as well? The, the website, yes, thank you. It's, it's naturals2go.com. So natural, plural, uh, the number two, go.com. So naturals2go.com. And uh, if you email me, I'll get you a link to the online presentation so you can view that. So we have a very uh, non-salesy approach. I mean, we really feel like we're consultants here to help people look. And we want this to be a fit for them, but we, we also want them to be a fit for us. And that sure. boils down to being responsible. And we don't want machines out there that aren't being kept clean and full. So that's an sure. important part of our process. Sure. So we're down to the end of the show here and we're down to the final three questions. And the first one is, if there's someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest they do to prepare themselves for this process? Well, I think, um, to me, one of the things that I always start with is capitalization. Um, they want to make sure and take the time to get properly funded. Um, some people are, are you, know, you know, going into debt adverse, but, you know, um, uh, you know, Warren Buffett, you know, he doesn't use his own money to buy a business. He uses, he leverages that. And so right. take a look at that. Be solid on your, you know, the number one reason people fail in business is they cut it too tight. They, 
So you want to be properly capitalized. And, you know, SBA has some great loan options out there now, um, but you want to look at that and see what the options are for you, whether it's using some of your 401, uh, going into debt, doing something. But take a look at that. And we have a finance department that will help you look at that and see what's best for you. We want it to be the right fit so you, you don't want to be stressed out getting started. So a key part of that is uh, being uh, funded properly. And do your due, deal, due diligence and don't jump into something without making sure you see how it's going to work for you. You know, go through mm-hmm. that process and make sure you understand. I always like to say make sure your perception of the business matches the reality because we talk about how great the vending business, how easy it is to do, but I don't want people thinking they're going to sit on their couch and get rich. You've got to keep the machine right. clean and full, and you've got to be customer service friendly. And if it's a Friday afternoon and you've got a machine that's sitting in a hotel and that hotel is sold out for the weekend, you better go get that machine filled. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't want to give it that it's, it's, it's not work. It is work, but it's, it's a great business for those that are customer service friendly and are responsible and, and really buy into, okay, I've got to keep the machine clean and full and take care of my customers. Right, right. The next question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Um, kind of like I said, either being responsible, um, being responsive, um, and I think just being positive. Uh, you know, we've got such a kind of thing going on in our world right now, and people that are successful are happy people, people that uh, know that it takes work and get up every day and put one foot in front of the world other and, and overcome challenges. Um, you don't want to let a challenge just throw you off. I mean, every business is going to have some roadblocks, and you figure out either to go over them, under them, or around them, but don't let them stop you. So um, years ago, I read an article in the Kipling Report. That was a, you know, you know what that is. Um, mm-hmm. But they said if you compare businesses, the one factor that, that uh, is the key to success is persistence. So you yeah. don't let challenges stop you. You keep going, and you have a positive attitude in doing it. I mean, how lucky are we that we can all start businesses? Um, right. So much opportunity out there. So um, uh, that's kind of my thing. Be positive and be persistent and just, you know, don't complain. Just make it work. That's, that's what yeah. I would say. Ab- absolutely. The final question here is, um, what does the future of franchising look like? You know, I think um, people are concerned about it, um, but – in a lot of different industries, you know, where people, you know, the social distancing and some of those things. Um, but the way I think it looks is I think it is the brightest it's ever been. We certainly are feeling it um, because of what we talked about earlier. People need to have something that they can count on themselves to rely on. And so whether that's a full-time business or a side business, you really need to take charge and do something yourself. I think we're seeing a shift from, you know, people working, a lot of people working in an office. So I think the small business, I mean, we talk about small business being, you know, Walmart and Amazon, but the, the big business, or I'm sorry, we talk about the big business being Walmart and Amazon, but the big business in our country is the small mom and pop businesses across yeah. the country. And that's what drives the economy. So I tell people, don't be afraid, you know, if you're willing to work, if you're willing to be positive, if you're willing to overcome things, there's so much opportunity out there. People need services. People need um, assistance. There's all kinds of businesses that are out there uh, that, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to jump into any business without being, like I said, properly funded, understanding what you're getting into, and being committed to moving forward. But I think the world of franchising and business opportunity as well is the brightest it's ever been because I do think a lot of people – and I might be in trouble for saying this, but I think a lot of people are fleeing corporate America and the big mm-hmm. cities to, 
do things. And, you know, with technology, oh, my gosh, with technology, we can do so much online, like monitoring the machines online so you can really minimize your travel and having to be out there. So I think the future is very bright. We certainly here feel it, and uh, we're as busy as ever, and we're excited. If you're interested in jumping on board, we want to help you understand it, do your due diligence, talk to some of our operators, really figure out if this is right for you, and our fulfillment team is ready to help you get going. That's great. Michaela, thanks so much for being on the show today and opening our eyes to the today version of vending machines. I appreciate it so much. Well, Linda, an honor to, to have been invited, and I so appreciate your time and, and uh, what you're doing here. I think it's just such a valuable thing to educate people about opportunities. You know, I mean, how many yeah. people are sitting there going to some, you know, job they're not happy with, and right. they just maybe need that little bit of motivation to go for it? You know? Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Thanks again Thank for you. being on the show. Honor. Thank you. Thanks, mm-hmm. Linda. You're welcome. So, folks, you know, you see that there are so many types of, as Michaela mentioned, side hustle. Um, the, those people that are not quite ready to leave corporate, but they might want to start something on the side, see how that works for them. And maybe they have the kid in college, like she was describing, and wants the kid to kind of earn their own money, but wants to be involved in that. This would be a great opportunity there as well. So I want to leave you with this quote. It's by Joan London. Joan London used to be one of the hosts for, I think it was Good Morning America. We need to reform our school lunch and snack options. We need to get healthier items into the vending machines. She knows, everybody knows, vending machines with healthier options. Everybody wants that. Folks, thanks again for joining me on All Things Franchising. Hope to see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.